0: Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 10th day of November. It's a Friday. Hope that you've had a great week as your week comes to a conclusion. And as we get closer and closer to the middle of November and uh, here in the United States, Thanksgiving seems to get on us really quickly. Near the end of November from Thanksgiving, we're into Christmas very quickly then New Year's. This seems like this part of the year just rips by at an incredible speed. I hope that you're able to slow things down a little bit and just be at rest in the goodness of God. And as your life speeds up, which it probably will because it does, as it speeds up, may you be able to slow down a little bit, at least in your spirit. I'm praying that for you as we enter this season. Today we are at the water we're going to conclude this John the Baptist with Jesus segment from Luke chapter 3. Speaking of speeding up, things are going to speed up after you get out of the third chapter of Luke. You're going to get into the temptation of Christ, and then you're going to get Jesus rejected in Nazareth, and things get, start to get deep quickly. And, and by deep, I mean there's there becomes a lot of things to talk about. Some of this will slow way down for us as... I won't just be able to fly through this. I have really been flying through it anyway, to be honest. But I just foresee a lot of times when we're going to have to take our time and really work some ground. The baptism of Jesus precedes the genealogy of Jesus in Luke's gospel. The, there could be reasons for that uh, in that you know Luke wants to bring you all the way up to the anointed Christ before he gives the bloodline of Christ. I'll save the genealogy for tomorrow, and we're going to do some comparison between the Matthew version and the Lucan version. We didn't get to do this in Mark because Mark didn't have a genealogy for other reasons. And then, of course, tomorrow being the 11th of November, meaning it's a Saturday, and on Saturday we like to tell you about the sermon you can expect to hear the next day, and I've got that one all ready to go, and we'll tell you about it on tomorrow's podcast. Okay. Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son in you. I am well pleased. This is an interesting moment because John gets arrested and put in prison at the previous verse. And yet... The other Gospels let us know that it's John that baptizes Jesus. And I'm not going to try and speculate why the story shifts in Luke's version, but it obviously does. What really matters, I think, is what happens in the water. Jesus doesn't speak in the Luke version of the story. In fact, the only words we've heard from Jesus in the gospel of Luke was 12-year-old Jesus back in Luke 249 why did you seek me did you not know that i must be about my father's business we haven't heard Jesus speak again and we won't until he talks to the devil in chapter 4 so if you go to Matthew and Mark's version of this story you get a different version in that you get Jesus conversing with John and talking about fulfilling all righteousness so we'll Leave that because we dealt with it in Mark. We'll leave that for those books and we'll look at it the way Luke does, which is this brief moment in which Jesus is baptized and the heavens open and then the Holy Spirit descend, descends in bodily form like a dove upon Him. In bodily form indicates that there was a, a something visible that happens that descends upon Jesus and rests upon Him. But Luke uses this peaceful analogy of a dove But he's also reaching into Hebrew literature and using the bird that was released from Noah's Ark and then lands on Jesus. I'm not indicating that the bird from Noah's Ark had been physically flying around on the earth for thousands of years and then sits on Jesus, but using that dove as a device. Remember the dove had wandered around, not able to find anywhere to rest himself and came back to the Ark. Finally, had come back with an olive branch, and then finally had the, a bird had left and not come back at all. And so, the analogy is that that dove then finds a resting place on Jesus as the last Adam. Um, in either case, it's also interesting to note, and I, I note this in the epilogue to my book, Greater Than Jonah Jonah's name means dove, and the greater than Jonah, Jesus, Is rested upon by a dove. Um, You do what you will with that. Um, I do a little bit in my book. Um, But what is most important is that the voice comes from heaven, and then there's the personal pronoun. You are my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And in the other versions of this story, I think it's the I want to say it's the Matthew version of this story. This is something I should have looked to see if it's Matthew or Mark. Uh, It's Matthew. Yeah, in Matthew chapter 3, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Luke's version, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And I don't think this is meaning that Matthew or Luke, one got it right and one got it wrong. I think that it means that the word spoken to the crowd about Jesus was also spoken to Jesus. And the word spoken to the crowd about Jesus is, this is my beloved son, but the word spoken to Jesus is, you are my beloved son. And what we could say there is that the revelation of who God is, is great. But at the end of the day, it needs personalized to where you don't only know that God is love. You need to know that God loves you. So it's one thing for you to have this knowledge about who God is. It's another thing for you to have the knowledge about who God is personalized for you. You are my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. But this is also of interest. What? has Jesus done to earn this? We haven't heard him talking since Luke 2.49. I'm about my father's business. That's 18 years of silence because the next verse is going to tell us that he's about 30 years old. Luke 3.23. So 18 years of silence. What's he been doing that has pleased the Lord? It shows us that pleasing the Lord is not what we do, but who we are. Not, this is my beloved servant and whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved son. Sons don't have to do anything to be sons. The more you know you're a son, the more you live like a son. Now, there may be impediments to you understanding that you're a son, but knowing you're a son is absolutely crucial. Tomorrow we introduce the sermon for Sunday and we start to introduce Luke's version of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. See you then. Have a great Friday. God bless.